Hello, and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one Dark Lord-filled minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 3, which starts with Sauron holding up his hand, and it says, to control all others, talking about the ring, and ends with the elven blender mowing down orcs. Elven blender. <laughs> um... Did we register for that on our wedding register? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it looks like it's pretty high-quality merchandise. <laughs> um, so this minute has a couple of things. It's the first time you hear the words, uh, one, one ring, ring to rule, to them, rule all. them all. Uh, which uh, is prefaced with the statement, and into this ring he poured his cruelty, his malice, and his will to dominate all life, which is kind of, like, silly. Very, very big, cartoonishly evil. Um, I mean, but you know, it's cool. It's a big suit of armor. Yeah, straddling a a volcano. A yeah, volcano. He's uh, he's here. Get used to it. Uh, he's about to mess some stuff up. Uh, we also get our first really clear look at Hugo weaving. Yeah, uh, at like two, shouting some elvish commands. Like two forty three. Yeah, two forty five. Yeah, his hair blowing with the it's kind of greasy yeah but it's like it's being blown by the sheer power of all the arrows flying right by now. him i know he's supposed to have been like look like he's been through hell because they're battling and yeah. everything they're, they're battling on the ash-covered slopes of a volcano it's not a volcano it's just full of fire it's just, it's just a magical fire mountain uh, uh, you know what there's tiny people there's people that live forever don't yeah. rob me of my magical fire mountain <laughs> Is that going to be the next ride at Disneyland? Magical Fire Mountain. Yes. Um, man, you imagine if Disney bought the rights to Lord of the Rings? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh boy. That's they already own everything. I know. It's like Disney and Google. They'll never stop. I know. Um, they got to control everyone's childhood. New Line would never sell the rights to Lord of the Rings. WB, are you kidding me? They make so much money. Yeah. Um. We also get our first uh, good look at a bunch of orcs uh, in, like, glamour shot fashion. Nice <laughs> close-ups. They're all smiling, looking good for the camera. Um, they're all growling. I've always... They're fierce. Like... They're fierce, Cassandra. Fierce. Work it. I don't... I'm not actually... I'm going to say something right now, and I know people are going to be like... <gasps> but I don't actually care for any of the orc design at all. No? No. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the point. I know it's the point. But it's you're supposed to be like, ugh, no. Like, you. you know how something is just, like, super gross and you're like, I appreciate this because it's gross. I don't I don't really appreciate it. It's, yeah. I don't know. I've never really liked the, I, it's all super gross. Yeah. It's super nasty. It's greasy and slimy. I know. And dirty. And I, it's weird that they're supposed to they be. They live in a volcano. <laughs> It's weird that they're supposed to be corrupted elves. A, because they're shorter than elves. Well, I, okay, so there are goblins and orcs. Yeah, but are those orcs or are those goblins? I think there's a mix of both. Because, like, we it's, really... it's really hard to tell the difference. See? Um, like, in the Misty Mountains. Those are goblins. Those are, most, those are goblins, except for the ones in Moria. Those are just orcs. weird orcs. But Moria isn't in the Misty Mountains, is yes, it? Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes. It's at the very bottom, or near the bottom. It is to the north of Orthanc, 
and Orthanc is at the very bottom of the Misty Mountains. Hmm. And then there's the the pass. I can't, the the name escapes me right now. But there's between the mountain range that lips uh, Gondor and separates Gondor and Rohan. There's a s- spread of land leading to the Misty Mountains, and Orthanc is in part of that spread of land. Oh, okay. So there's like a pass between two mountain ranges, and that's where Orthanc sits. Yeah. I was confusing um, in my brain for a second. I was confusing Moria with the Lonely Mountain. Right. Uh, but the Lonely Mountain is beyond the Misty Mountain. Yes, it's beyond uh, Mirkwood. Yes. And everything else. Yeah. All by its onesies the way out there in the middle of nowhere. The Lonely Mountain was also probably a volcano once upon a time. Uh, probably, because it's a mountain in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way that makes sense. I don't... It's weird to think about fantasy geology. Right, because a mountain doesn't just appear in the middle of nowhere. No, yeah, I know. Like. And I know it's there's this weird disconnect between cuz Lord of the Rings is high fantasy. Yes. Like it's the definition almost of as high, high as you get. <laughs> Again, I'll token up. Hey um, man, at Longbottom leaf. No, I know. Good, the good, Hobbit weed has the good stuff. your brain. Yes. Um, <laughs> and rotted your teeth. It's the good stuff from the South Far thing. <laughs> anyway, so Lord of the Rings is high fantasy. So there's this disconnect for me between like actual like Earth stuff and like Middle Earth stuff. But like Middle Earth is supposed to be a mythology for England. Yeah. But there's no volcanoes in England. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what is this supposed to be Scotland? Like <laughs> I've actually heard I've actually heard this this um thing where if you overlay a, a map of the UK over a map of Middle Earth, Mordor roughly translates to Scotland. And I think that's really funny. Um But I don't know what that says about Tolkien yeah, and his you know. affinity for the Scottish. But, well, I mean like you know, it, I don't know if that would really work out that well. I don't know. I've never personally done it, but I remember when these movies were coming out and people were just like super into Lord of the Rings. I feel like that. I feel like that's a nasty rumor. <laughs> we'll have to research. I, it. I think the map of Westeros is a lot closer to a map of the UK. Westeros is an entire continent, though. Yeah, but like if you look at the shape of it, it's a lot closer to like the the island that Britain is I don't on. Know. But like, I think because Lord of the Rings has so many weird and fantastic creatures like even game like game of thrones has dragons but i don't consider game of thrones high fantasy and zombies and zombies yeah zombie dragons um oh but that'd be so sick um i don't really consider game of thrones high fantasy though because there's no. just like people yeah but there's magic and i don't know i'm yeah. volcanoes man werewolves who knows yeah i don't uh. know no, um, this is also our first shot of a, a ma- of a big battle in this movie, uh, which includes an AI uh, that was worked on because Peter Jackson needed something uh, to use for this. It's cool that he invented so many. Well, not he personally, but like so many things came out of necessity, and now they're still like they're like Weta. Used. Yeah, Weta has just done work on all kinds of stuff now. Yeah. Um, and it started off as just a little digital workshop in New Zealand that Peter Jackson needed to make all of his hokey slasher movies. And then he kind of, like, it grew so exponentially because of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because of, they needed to out of necessity. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, no, they were talking about this um, this this AI effects program that he invested money in um, called what was it massive, massive. Um, because of the sheer scale of the battle scenes. Like okay. you can't work with that many extras like there's no, no way you can't put forty thousand people right in a field and be like all right guys this are is what we're doing 40, I, i'm not even gonna say that i was gonna say are, are, there, there, are there even forty thousand people, people in new zealand <laughs> i don't know but there are that many sheep <laughs> i apologize to any of our new zealand listeners um but i yeah sheep um but yeah no it's really cool that you, like the it doesn't look like it's generated. Uh, no, not really. I mean, it doesn't look like it's generated as like a single thing, like one program running it all. Right. Because a lot of the times I feel like the way that they do big battles in movies is they will animate like 30 to 50 guys and then just like layer that all the way back in your like field of vision. Like squadrons, right? Right, like squadrons at a time. And they'll repeat them. They'll do a couple of different squadrons and like sprinkle it around all repeated. Whereas this can like animate 40,000 people and they're all doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, like each figure has specific commands to react to its environment and like yeah. interacting with other things, which is crazy. Yeah. And it knows like, and all the little units know that if they get hit, hit three times by another unit, they fall down. They did. They did. They did. Um, they did. <laughs> uh, uh, this is also the first time we hear another phrase that gets repeated throughout uh, this movie. And maybe, maybe once or twice in, uh, 2000 Return of the King, uh, Last Alliance of Elves and Men. Yeah. Um, which we'll we'll hear again. Elrond will say it a few times in this movie, I think, uh, if I re- recall correctly. Uh, and a couple other people might too. Um, I really like the... Which is uh, nonsense because the Battle of Five Armies was an alliance of elves and men. So that was really the Was it alliance. though? Like everyone was just but it But it was for one battle. For themselves. Yeah. Let's not talk about this. Um... <laughs> I want my diamonds back. Let's, let's, not, let's not talk about that. Um, it means I really like the scene, the uh, the montage leading up to the the battle on the slopes of Mount Doom. Like the, it's overlaid with the map, and then you have like all this, like all these people. Oh, and, yeah, like, the village burning. Yeah, and the people yeah, running yeah. It. We're gonna see that exact scene again in Two Towers. They reuse that. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Um, they reuse that with the the Urukai or the orcs or whatever on the edge of Rohan. When they mm-hmm. talk about it, you're going to see that that exact moment again, and <laughs> and more village burning. Right. But that exact little clip from this prologue is there. But I guess it works because because it's supposed to be in the past, right? Yeah. Yeah. It works because they're pulling from stuff and they overlaid the map on it, so yeah. it's fine. But I like that. <laughs> so it looks like history. Yeah. No, I, I like the the detail of the map because. Um, it kind of, it's, it's exposition, it's showing, not telling. Like, this yeah. whole prologue is very much telling. But there's also very small moments where you have this map of this, this fantastical place that yeah. you're kind of being thrown into, and you get a sense of what's going on, and they highlight, you know, this is the bad place. This yeah, when they, when the they shadowy say, land. When they say the land of Mordor, it like swoops down over yeah. the map and the, it shows the, it you. Of, the... It gets kind of dark and then they kind of like take. It's like watching like a World War II documentary, yeah. like the march of like the, <laughs> the Axis powers or something. Yeah. Like, I, I like, but I like that it ties it into just, it's a way to communicate more information to your audience 
on top of all of this information yeah. that's being communicated. And it gives you a sense of scope that without a map, you wouldn't really have. Yeah. It's just like, well, how far is Rivendell from the Shire? And then how far is Rivendell from Mount Doom? Right. Like, and this map, which I don't know if you see the map again uh, outside the prologue, other than really quickly in Bilbo's kitchen. I don't think you do. Yeah. I, I think other than really quickly in Bilbo's kitchen, I don't think you see the map again. Yeah. Um, because in the cast commentary, they talk about how they, I think it was Elijah Wood that brings it up. Like, like he was, oh, I love this map. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's brilliant. But he was waiting to see, like, the map on the big screen, screen because the map itself is super iconic. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not as iconic as another uh, Lord of the Rings map. It's not as iconic as Thor's map. Right. From it's, The Hobbit. Yeah. Like, that's much more iconic because you see it so much more often in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to see that in this movie, too, which is cool. Oh, yeah. In the uh, Concerning Hobbits scene. Yeah. Right? We'll really quickly get to see Thor's map. Yeah. Um, there are there are a lot of maps in Lord of the Rings. There really are. There are so many more they could have like thrown in in little places that we never see. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, it's really like... Because you don't... Even from the map, though, you really don't get a good sense of like where Orthanc is. This movie never really does a good job. None, these movies, none of them really do a good job of... Really setting up exactly where Orthanc is. Saruman's Tower. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, Isengard is the name of the territory, and Orthanc is the name of the tower. Really? Yeah. I thought Isengard was the name of the tower. No. Orthanc's the name of the tower, and Isengard is his little domain. Oh. See, this is why you're co-hosting this with me. <laughs> Orthanc, the great black tower. Right, right. It's supposed to be carved of obsidian. Yeah. Which is, okay... Very if there's only If there's only one volcano on Middle Earth... Where did they get all the obsidian? <laughs> where did all this come from? <laughs> so Maybe when the dwarves were hollowing out the Lonely Mountain, they're just like, <laughs> we have all this black shit. We have all this black, brittle, glassy <laughs> stuff that's worthless. And Saruman's like, oh man, I'll take that. You know what would be great? If I had... I, if I, if I got to sit on a throne a tower. of obsidian. But obsidian is so... Well, we're so bad about getting ahead of ourselves. But obsidian is so sharp. Yeah. It's like sitting on the 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 like the throne of swords in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like <laughs> but it's it, not comfortable. I mean, um He's an old man. <laughs> he's he's a wizard. He's an old man. He needs his creature comforts. How are you supposed to sit on a on a chair made of sharp rock? I don't know. Anyway. I don't think there's anything else to talk about in this minute. We just we just go. I think that's our cue. Like we just get when we get off topic, topic. it's time <laughs> to just stop. Um, uh, um, but if you have anything you'd like to share, you can contact us. Chairs made of sharp rock, maybe uh, or made or a chair of sharp rock, or Middle Earth volcanoes, uh, <laughs> or magical fire mountains. Are we not getting away from this? This um, is my shame. I'm going to carry this through the entire movie. Through all, through all 290 no, some odd minutes. No, no, no. Uh, it's not even that. It's not that many. It's close. It's a uh, lot. It's 260 if you count all of the credits. Yeah. We'll get there. Still, that I, I We'll get there. It's the, still the, an inordinate amount of minutes. We'll get to the credits and we'll just talk in retrospect about everything. Oh, God. Uh, it'll be great. And we'll we'll come back to this this magical fire mountain, Stop I'm sure. Stop it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Contact at lordoftheringsminute.com. 
uh, and Twitter at LOTR Minute and Tumblr at lotrminute.tumblr.com. Uh, and we are hosted by the wonderful people at duelinggenre.com. I don't know yes. if you said that. I had not yet. Yeah. I was That's thinking. important. Yes, it is important because they're, they are great people that are hosting us who do great things like The Doctor's Companion, which you're a host on. <laughs> I am. Uh, and is uh, wonderful to listen to, especially if you like Doctor Who. Uh, and even if you don't, uh, I'm sure there are some things to like about people talking about classic Who because it gets very silly. Yes. Um, and Geek by Night, which is a wonderful podcast. Uh, if you're into comic books and that sort of thing, you should check it out. It's a cool like radio drama about people that run a comic book shop and get superpowers. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it is a lot of fun. It's really great. Uh, Cassandra also is a writer on that. Yeah. Um, and if you're into supporting the work that we do, you can check out. Uh, it, it's a lot of work. Uh, you can check us out on uh, Patreon. Patreon. Or Patreon. <laughs> well, they're patrons. Patreon. So Patreon. Don't you call them pat- don't patrons? You Patreon <laughs> don't, don't you Patreon me. Don't you Patreon me. Um. I don't, I'm, I'm new to this whole internet thing. I know. Well, being on the internet. but Well, not being on the internet, but like being on the internet. <laughs> uh, uh, so you can donate to us at Patreon uh, through Dueling Genres Patreon, right? Yes. Duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh, there's a one-time donation button. And maybe eventually we'll have Lord of the Rings Minute merchandise. But there are merchandise for other Dueling Genre uh, products, mm-hmm. including another Minute podcast, Back to the Future Minute. Uh, yeah. They just finished Back to the Future 2, which between 1 and 2 will be about as many Long minutes as, as Fellowship of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> so, and they're taking a, a much-deserved hiatus, and we'll be starting in that hiatus. You, you'll, you'll have been starting listening to us during that hiatus, so check listen to out. us every day and check them out. Um, and as always, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.